Welcome, 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 one and all, to another live edition of The Extra Point. Yo, it's Mr. P.O. Coulter sitting here in the bus driver's seat. We got the whole gang on board today. We got a ton of NFL to talk about today. But before we get into any of that, first, a word from the sponsor. We are sponsored by May Jane's Coffee. That's M-A-E-J-A-N-E-S coffee.com. You can get your Colombian, your Honduran, and your Brazilian blend coffee, freshly ground or not, by my daughter, Denise Denise. She also has coffee mugs, T-shirts, and I don't know if people really still use stickers, but she has a different variety of things you can buy. She has the flavorings that you can put in. And if you follow May Jane's Coffee on Instagram, she also has cool ideas of how you can make your own iced coffee at home. But again, that's M-A-E-J-A-N-E-S coffee.com. All right. Thank you to our sponsor for that. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to just be straight up honest with you. And hey, Denise, Denise, I'm going to be straight up honest with y'all. If y'all missed last week's show, you missed out on the opportunity to get all your Christmas shopping money back because the gang was on fire with their predictions. Fire flames, fire flames. We're going to start at the bottom with these two. Brandon, Mike, they told you to take your money to Vegas and put your money on the red and black that Georgia was going to end the 41-year drought and exact revenge on Alabama. They did just that. Congratulations to you two fellas. Congratulations to the Georgia Bulldogs. And up top, Miss T. Sizzle in the pro ranks. She said, keep your faith in the 49ers. And she also said the Raiders were going to get in on the last weekend. And boy, did those two teams clinch in the most improbable and spectacular fashion that you can, you can imagine. But never fear, ladies and gentlemen, the gang is back here. We back here. We're going to help y'all make some money today. Get, get your pre-tax money ready. They were on fire last week, so I have no doubt in my mind that they're going to give you the picks you need to feed you and your seed. We got Super Wild Card Weekend coming up this <laughs> afternoon, and the team is going to get your money right. Look, I got my, my notes here. I'm going to be jotting them down, checking my list, checking it twice, getting okay, on my fan rule, <laughs> <laughs> trying to make a little money today. So, Tasha, we're going to start with you. Since you were the one that said bet on the black and silver last week, let's start with the opening game that's going to kick off in a few hours, the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Are you betting on the black and silver again today? Oh, personally, I want to because I have a friend and his son plays um, for the Raiders. But logically thinking, I really want to pick Cincinnati um, just for – Really, the main reason is Carr doesn't really have enough big game experience. And I know you can't equate Burrow. I mean, winning the national championship at LSU is a big thing. But I don't know if you can really equate that to playing in the NFL. Like, how different is that? But, of course, we all know the, you know, the piece, the key piece is Jamar Chase. If Jamar Chase can get off then the Bengals are going to win. And I don't really see Vegas uh, stopping him with what they have. And just to, to point to what T. Sizzle just said, Jamar Chase this year led the NFL with 886 yards receiving in single coverage. Uh, Vegas, you might want to roll a safety over the top <laughs> or Jamar will get you. Now, let's go to you, Brandon. You had Jamar Chase on one of your fantasy teams, right? Correct. All right. What So – Let's go quarterback talk here then, because you followed them pretty much the whole season. We have two quarterbacks making their first appearance in the playoffs, Joe Burrow and Derek Carr. Which one do you have more faith in today, and who do you think gets the win? Uh, I got Joe Burrow um, because he's, like you were talking about, the big game experience. He had the big game experience. Um, you know, Derek Carr to me is just, you know, not, you know, to me the quarterback that can get it done. And plus the Raiders' uh, cornerbacks – are suspect. Very. You, know, you Very. can pick them apart if they double coverage. Uh, Jamar Chase, they're gonna go out. Uh, they're gonna go for T. Higgins, and you can't let yeah. T. You can't forget about T. Higgins. Mm -hmm. And you got Tyler mm -hmm. Boyd. You know, I and forgot about Tyler Boyd because of Higgins. Too. Yeah, and don't forget too. Like if if that comes down to them locking, um, you know, those three key receivers down, you got Joe Mixon in the um, in the backfield. So I mean, it's a lot of possibilities. 
So, I mean, I see the Bengals taking it just because Derek Carr doesn't have um, the big game experience, and then plus the DBs for the Raiders are suspect. Very suspect. And to uh, Brandon's point, Joe Mixon ran wild on them a couple of months ago in their meeting out in Vegas. So if Joe Mixon can get that done again, it's going to be a long afternoon for the Raiders. Mike, defensively, because I know you like to see how it goes down in the trenches, Cincinnati has one of the uh, offensive lines that's given up the most sacks in the league. The Raiders have Yannick Ndokwe, and they have Mr. Max Crosby, who have generated pressure all season. Probably the strength of the Raiders team is their front four. Can Cincinnati's offensive line hold up to give Burrow enough time to get to the same weapons? What do you think? I don't think that they need to do that. Uh, based on their game plan and what we're saying, uh, you know, you can go dish out to mix in. You have man-on-man coverage, which, which you get burnt. And so either way, like the Bengals' offense is just going to adjust, and I don't believe the Raiders' defense have enough pieces to to do different coverages. So it'll probably be close like the first quarter, but after that, it's gone. It's over. Hey, shouts out to Carlos Coronado, who not only is a big Raiders fan, but he played at the collegiate level as well on the front line. Mr. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson Jr. himself. He says, our D-line smashing fools, we got this. So, Mike, <laughs> just officially, do they got this? Who are you taking, Vegas or are you taking Cincinnati? No, I got Cincinnati. You got Cincinnati. So, around the board, we're going with the Bengals today, huh? But Yeah, but one Go thing, ahead, I want to shout out that Raiders coach. But it also shows you that you overpay a lot of coaches. They paid Gruden all that money. And we, we all know what happened. But right. you have this coach, Rich. I, I can't pronounce his last name. I don't want to mess it up. He got them into the playoffs, and he made the correct call when he needed to make that call by going for that field goal instead of going for the tie, which he knew, knew would have secured him getting in the playoffs anyway. But that's, I mean, that should also go to some of these owners. Like, you don't really necessarily need to pay these coaches all that money if you if you got a good coach who knows how to do his job. But that was Gruden. That was Gruden to rebuild, though. I mean, like, he did but, move a lot of pieces. But he, he rebuilt, but he was not coaching. Who, who coached them when Gruden got the can? I, I think Gruden was the person that was what that they needed. That's why they hired him. I, no, you could have got anybody to coach the Raiders, and Gruden is very overrated, which we have all agreed upon. You paid him all that money. You could have got any coach. You could have put Vrabel out so. there, and they would have had the same result. I mean, look look at the Raiders before Gruden was there. They weren't really winning. They weren't and really they going were, to the playoffs. And they weren't really winning when he was there. He was though. I mean, look at the. I mean, look at it. Look I at last season. That's why. That's why I, I. That's why I called it early on from last season. I was like, "Watch out for the Raiders." But you, you I don't did think, say watch out for. You did say watch did, out for the Raiders. But, but again, you didn't need to pay a coach that much money. I mean, he's a t- making it to the bank all star. You didn't need to pay. You don't need to pay coaches that much money to to produce. That was my point. Brendan, break the top for us. Are you are you team Gruden or or, or could anybody have coached this team? <laughs> Uh, to the playoffs. No, no I'm not saying was. anybody. I'm not saying anybody. I'm just saying. Yeah, I never was a big fan of Gruden, but I will say I don't know if it's because I'm partial to Coach B because my friend um, is dating his daughter or what. <laughs> well, but, see, um, we got the inside scoop right here on the edge. I see a lot of I see a lot of the stuff um, about Coach B, but you know, Coach B used to be um, a part of the Dallas Cowboys coaching staff, and so I think that was a great move by getting him over to at the time, Oakland, now Vegas, and they they chose the right person to take over, and I feel like he's going to get the job permanently. Now, Stiana says, and she's holding grudges this morning. Good morning, Stiana, to you and exactly. your beautiful kids. Then, hell, they gave him Tony's Super Bowl team in Tampa. Exactly. That's apples and kind of oranges. To yeah, that's totally different. Day. Now, to Mike's credit, <laughs> I will say that, that when Gruden and uh, Mike Mayock came on board, they did move um, Amari Cooper, they did move um, the guy who they sent to uh, Matt uh, to Chicago and kind of retooled that team and remade them in a new mold, a new image. And, uh, Yannick Ngakwe and Max Crosby, are they have done an admirable job on the front end, even without Khalil Mack. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. I, Me, myself, personally, I'm not a, a, a Gruden guy, mm-hmm. um, but we do have to give props to the uh, interim coach. I believe he was a special teams coach, wasn't he? Correct. To come in and have them on the, the winning streak of their own. But like the like the, the, the panel, I think that at the end of the day, Chase, Higgins, 
and, and Boyd are going to be too much with Mixon. They have so mm-hmm. many weapons that if, if Crosby doesn't actually physically get to the quarterback and take the ball out of his hands, that secondary, to Brandon's point, has been beatable all year, and you got three capable receivers behind that. Now, uh, Crosby is a DFW boy. You know that, right? Oh, well, well wait a minute. What did Crosby DF does? Yeah, he went to Collierville Heritage High School. Hey, I know one thing. He has a high motor, and 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 race aside, he's very similar to me to Aiden Hutchinson with his motor. That guy, he's chasing down the quarterback, whether he's in the play or out of the play. He's the guy that you want to keep an eye on this afternoon. Wow, all right. We got we got the got it cooking early today, so Get your, get your coins together out your purse and go with the Bengals. Now, let's move on to a game that I'm personally looking at is one of my favorite matchups of the weekend. We have the New England Patriots visiting the Buffalo Bills in a Saturday night rubber match. The road team split the series this year where each team went in on the other team's field. Brandon, you followed the, the Patriots all year long. You've been a fan of them. Let me start with you with this before we get your prediction on the game. Is this Belichick's best coaching job that you've seen since you followed the Patriots? As far as, of course, without Brady, yes. Um, and we're finally seeing, like, what Belichick can do without Brady because uh, that's a lot of questions people had. And he's making it yeah, happen with a, rookie, right. with a rookie quarterback. So I will say, yes, this is his best season as far as coaching um, without Brady because nobody expected Matt Jones to be Matt Jones. Nobody expected the Patriots to be in the playoffs. Um, they didn't expect the Patriots to be uh, competitive this season, and they're actually doing good. Uh, our defense hasn't been doing well, but here lately they have stalled and fall off, fallen off. But I think they're going to uh, regroup, you know, for this game because, I mean, he can't go down like that. Right. Now, you brought up rookie quarterback. Now, according to my nerd stats, rookie quarterbacks are 0-6 in the playoffs since 2010. Will Belichick and Mac Jones break that streak tonight? I think they will because uh, Matt Jones, he admitted he played horrible last week. And, you know, he's he's just a big game um, experience. I mean, national championship, that's not the Super Bowl or the playoffs, but he knows what it is. Yeah, you know, at the time it is. <laughs> right. And Bama, you know, Nick Saban runs Bama like an NFL team. He does. So, he does. you know, I, I see him – they're making the adjustments and getting the defense looking better and Matt Jones going out there and being on clicking on all cylinders. Mike, Mike Mac Jones, who Mac Jones. Are you a Mac Jones believer tonight? Do, do, does, can new England go back into Buffalo and do it again this time for all the marbles? No, I don't think so, man. It's, it, it's tough to play in that weather multiple times. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's used to it, honestly. And that's what I'm putting my money on. It's going to be like, what, Two degrees two. or something like that. Six, I think they yeah. said two. Yeah. So no. <laughs> I think if it I think as soon as he gets up. hit a couple of times, I think I'm going with the Bills this game. Now T Sizzle, weather, I want to talk to you about the weather. Since obviously you won't be anything near some zero degrees with your tank top on. What's the, <laughs> go ahead and flash your, your logo? We're, we're gonna get to them in a little bit. <laughs> we're gonna get to them in just a little bit, people of the DFW. You just wait. We'll get into that game here in just a second. But speaking of weather, Josh Allen, who I think was drafted to play in in bad weather up there in Buffalo because he's big, strong, has a big, strong arm, and he can move with his legs. But he struggled in cold weather games since he's been a member of Buffalo. Does he turn that around, and can he get the job done in the, the third iteration of Patriots versus Bills? Yeah, I think he can get the job done. I mean, he played at Wyoma, so why is he not used to, <laughs> to the cold weather? <laughs> I guess he got a little well, money. <laughs> I guess, guess he got a little money. He got, got a little too good for the cold weather. Uh, but it kind of goes down, again, like I said, the experience factor. Uh, Jones playing at Alabama, He, I mean, he's played in big games. But I just think when you – transfer that over to the NFL, things are, are different. And uh, Buffalo has been there. They, they made it. Who did they push to the brink? Was, who was it last year? Was oh, it they Kansas won the AFC Championship game against yeah. Uh, the Chiefs. Yeah. City, yeah. You know, they pushed it to the brink with, with the Chiefs in a game that they could have could have won. So I think they're going to have a little repeat success, especially in this game. 
I'm kind of leaning towards Brandon on this one. I mean, I can't unsee three pass attempts and a win on on the road. I can't unsee that from one, that Monday night game where where uh, Damian Harris ran wild. They got a rookie backup that's, that that gets you five six yards a clip on the ground. Belichick, it's the Belichick effect. For some reason, I'm having a hard time betting against Belichick in a high stakes game of this nature. You know that 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 he doesn't have a system. His system is whatever it takes to beat you that week, and the next week they can look totally different. So I'm but they're also not in Gillette. They're not playing at home. Well, they beat the, the, the road team. Is I know, I know, but I think the playoffs and having that home field advantage, I do think that there is something to that when you don't have a bona fide team, a bona fide machine going into these places and, and winning. I think could be. they good. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think I was they just were playing. Say- oh, go ahead. I forgot <laughs> you told me I was delayed. Go ahead, Mike. Brandon, picture them dancing on the dance floor all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, he, he might be Belichicking the Belichick, you know, and uh, that, that last game where everyone was like, what is he doing? You know, he, he could have just been like, oh, I guess I don't know what I'm doing. And then this game, he's going to show out. Very well. I'm, I'm, it, it's, uh, well, we see Tasha got got a fan club in the comment section today. She's My she's two for two with Tiana. I'm gonna I'm gonna split the gate. I'm gonna go with New England only because maybe I still got a bad taste in my mouth from when Tennessee went up there and got waxed, uh, ruining my Thanksgiving weekend. Um, <laughs> because he did the complete opposite of what I thought he was gonna do, Mike. <laughs> we not No, wait a minute. She says, "Well, she's taking New England." Thank you for breaking the toss, Tiana. We we. We got three for New England, two for Is Buffalo. Is making these picks, Steve? Miss <laughs> <laughs> Mary, shout out to Miss Mary, just making the picks behind the scene. Um, I, I am, I think that the that the country is just as split as the esteemed panel today because both teams are really good teams. They're both well coached, they, they, and it, that should be a fun one to watch. Now, Mike, you you, you flipped your hat around. Will you will you tilt your head a little bit? And let everybody see the 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 logo. Okay, okay. So the the Eagles. Hey, we ain't seen that hat all year, have we, Brandon? No, we have not. <laughs> I'm gonna try to have them tank, man. Remember he didn't want. Remember he didn't want them to go to the playoffs and not. Yeah. Oh, they're going to the playoffs. Oh, That's right. You were protesting yeah. this playoff run, right? Yeah. Okay. Man, we have two. We could have had two first uh, first top ten pe- picks in a while. That's what well, I. Well, y'all don't need for. no picks. Y'all need a playoff win, right? Now, for um, what? So that we can lose Tiffany's the next round? Going, like, that's out to Tiffany Rose. She's a big football fan. She's going with New England I as well. It looks like everybody's split down the middle on this one. I cannot wait for this matchup. I believe I said last week that this is one of the matchups that I was looking most forward to if they were to meet up. Um, we have an, an unnamed user says a lack of running game for the Bills is a problem. Anybody agree? I told I agree with that. I do. As um, long as it, it is, but as long as it's not raining, they should be okay. They should be okay. We shall see. I cannot wait for that one. Mike, Sunday morning. Sunday morning. We're going to start off the playoffs with your Eagles and a battle of number ones. We have the number one rushing offense in the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the number one passing offense in the defending champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mike, who imposes their will on Sunday morning? I think uh... – uh, so yeah, so for the for the viewers, for the viewers, you know, I've been wearing all my Michigan stuff, you know, but uh, I actually didn't want them to to get into the playoffs. I wanted them to tank when the half, first half of the season they look like trash. And let's be real, they look like trash. Um, but now they're actually starting to look like a team that I thought they were, were going to start out. Um, I honestly didn't want them in the playoffs, but now that they're in here, I think they match up really good with the Buccaneers. Um, and I think the Buccaneers are a little wounded right now, uh, just with everything coming out. Wait, I'm gonna go with the Eagles. With your chest. Come on, you're bubbling on the surface. Let's let's hear it. Is all you yeah, say? I'm gonna go with the Eagles. <laughs> I got the Eagles on this one. Whoa, there you go. Say it with your chest, Tasha. You, now you're doing the the hand over the the over the chin emoji. Like, hmm, are, are, is is he selling you on this? I mean, he sold me simply because y'all know I hate Tom Brady. 
So I'm I'm rooting for it. I mean, my man and Dominican Sue got his ring last year. So I'm I'm done. So I'm Eagles. Wow, just, I did just, not expect this, ladies and gentlemen. Like, see, that's why you gotta tune in every week because I mean, they you got a curveball or two. I mean, you know, Devontae <laughs> Smith, you know, I mean he he's I like hidden. Devontae Smith. He's, he's, he's hidden he because he's playing season. for the Eagles, but he did he had a he had a good season. And I mean, I, I I like him, and I like Jalen, so I'm I'm just rooting for the Eagles simply because I hate Tampa Bay. All right, hey, she told you that's how it goes down. B Diddy, who you going with? You going with the running game of, of Philly, or you going with the passing game and the 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 par excellence of one Mr. Thomas Edward Brady? I'm going with the Bucks, and reason simply is because yes, they have a lot of their key players out, but my thing, this is what I came up with this week. You know, they have Mike Evans still. But, you know, it's time for those young youngsters to come in, Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller. But also, they have a three-headed monster at the tight end position. They got Cameron Brake, they got O.J. Howard, and they got Ron Gronkowski. So, I mean, you can go out there with a three-tight uh, three end set, and, you know, you still can defeat them. I just don't see the Eagles making it happen, you know. Now, for the podcast people, Mike just hit an air quote, and I want to know what he was air quoting. <laughs> what were you air quoting there? I was doing Gronk because he's been like right. on the bench, like doing the minimum. He's like, hey, hey, Tom, right. can you throw me one more pass so I'll get my bonus? Like, how about you just go out there and regular, like, just play? <laughs> like, Mike, nah. if I need five catches and, and 50 yards to get my million dollars and you the quarterback, we having a conversation in the locker room. Hey, bro. Yeah. Remember when I looked the other way when you had that chick over there and I took Giselle to Subway? <laughs> <laughs> so you could tip off? No, I'm gonna need my catches now. <laughs> to Brandon's point, he says that no AB, no Chris Godwin, no problem because of the 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 victory that they have at the tight end position. They also have uh, the running back positions dinged up with Leonard Fournette as well. You still have Keyshawn Vaughn um, that they got a lot of touches in the last couple of weeks. But but Tasha, Tampa Bay's run defense has been gashed the last couple of weeks, and again we're going against the number one rushing. Um, offense in the NFL. Do you think that that the tight ends will be enough to, to cover? I don't think the tight ends are going to be enough to cover. Like I said, we all know the defense won that Super Bowl anyway, and if you're going to be, go run heavy, I don't think that they can that they'll be able to stop that. But again, I mean, of course, you guys know I hate him, but you are playing against Tom Brady, who gets all fouls and all pass interferences and all abating the quarterback calls to go in his favor. Tuck so just really mad about the tuck rule, y'all. Just just say it, Tasha. The tuck rule really just got you in your crawl. Jerry Rice and Charles Woodson <laughs> was supposed to have gone to the Super Bowl that year. <laughs> Tasha, that was 10 years ago. I I don't I don't care if it was 40 years ago. Shouts out to my man Ambrosio. Congratulations on the new addition to your family. He says, I got to go with the GOAT TV12 in this one. Y'all, my money too hard to come by for me to just be willing. <laughs> y'all get like, y'all have to really convince me to, to take the, the well, do, do they at least cover, Brandon? You think the Eagles cover the 13 point spread? I know we don't do spreads per se, but do you think it'll be a closer game than Vegas thinks it'll be? I think so. You know, it's at eight, eight and a half now. So they're going oh, down. Oh, you know what? It is eight and a half. I was looking at the KC game. It is eight and a half. Um, I think, I think that, mm, no, I ain't gonna say that because, because I've been missing lately and y'all been sniping lately. So I'm gonna let the, let y'all determine these people's money because y'all been on the roll. So, hey, if the mama call them Clay, guess what I'm gonna call them? I'm gonna call them Clay. <laughs> so we, we say take the Eagles and the points. But take Tampa Bay overall, so I'm gonna just play the middle of the fence on that one because um, that that should be a great game as well. But not not the one that everybody is waiting up all weekend to see. Natasha raise that shirt up again. In the thriller up the street in Manila, we got the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys reigniting a, a playoff history that has been 30 years in the making. The teams had, well, me and Tasha met, our teams was on top of the mountains. And I said our because the Tennessee Titans were not yet a team when we were in high school 15 years ago. 
15 years ago. We've been out of high school. No. Don't you laugh, Brandon. About 15, about 15 years ago, I think we was freshmen in high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I remember us sitting in English class and we go back and forth. Is it Emmett or is it Waters? Is it Jerry Rice or is it Michael Irvin? Is it Troy Aikman or, or is it uh, Steve Young? Now we have a new addition. We got the Debo's. We got the Garoppolo's. We we got some Zeke. Uh, we got Zeke and Zach and Deke and all of this. Okay, let's get to it. Tasha, who wins on Sunday? Stiana, she went to high school with us as well. She's laughing because she know I'm right. Fifteen, about 15, 16 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Give or take a year. Long, long, got? long, long time ago. Who you got, Tasha? <laughs> Look, I have to ask you for the podcast, Tasha. They can't see what you're doing. <laughs> I'm just like, because I done did about 20 like, arm raises in 30 yeah. seconds. And Brandon, the people on Apple Music is like, well, who the hell did she pick? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Clueless. Those 49ers of Santa Clara. <laughs> okay, the 49ers of Santa Clara. And for y'all that's listening on, on Spotify or Apple Music, please go to the YouTube channel, <laughs> The Extra Point, so you can see how she answered that question. Brandon, let me throw some stats at you, sir. The Cowboys are 3-0 and in wildcard games at AT&T Stadium. But the last time the 49ers came in 2014, and me and Tasha was present for this, there was a sea of red. The same way it looked in SoFi Stadium last week when they took over the Rams' home stadium. So much so that Matthew Stafford's wife was tweeting to the fans, don't sell no more damn tickets. So, <laughs> do you think the Cowboys and their 3-0 and wild card home advantage, do you think that will have any play in this game, and who do you got? I think the Cowboys is going to take it. You know, I'm out of Hold Cowboys up, fan. hold up, hold up, hold up. But I think the Cowboys, the Cowboys hold up. Yeah. No, keep going. And, I, you know, I was there the last uh, time they went to the wild card. That's when they played the Seahawks. I won everything. Oh, that was a classic. You were at that game? Yes, I was. All right. That was a classic. Boy, yeah, intelligence um, is just wasted on the youth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it was the 49ers a couple years ago, yeah, but they have too, they're just too inconsistent at the quarterback position, you know? Let's not forget this. No, nobody can see that on, on podcast, Tasha. <laughs> I know, but, but but what you're not seeing, we made it Levi Stadium South. They did. Oh, that's they did. They did. And I and I'm sitting there in a Cowboys jersey, looking like I'm at, in in Oakland or in the Bay Area. <laughs> it was it was a travesty. But back to your your point, Brandon. You you're saying it's the quarterback play that you're worried about, huh? Yeah, I'm worried about the quarterback play of the 49ers. But also, you know, you got Micah Parsons. You know, the plan the dude is playing lights out. He's gonna run. First team you. All Pro. Hey, you know? hey, hey. So, I mean, they got but my also, boy Trent Williams over there and. Sam Fran, but uh, yeah. first team all pro. Hey, you know, so hey, please, first team all pro as well as Debo <laughs> Samuel. So the star power is going to be on full display in yeah. the in the afternoon window. Mike, let's talk quarterbacks. Mike, you a quarterback whisperer? Now, Jimmy Garoppolo. Let me throw something out at you, Mike. So I got my nerd stats ready for y'all this week. Jimmy right. Garoppolo and the San Francisco 49ers are seven and zero when he doesn't throw an interception. When he turns the ball over like he did in Nashville a couple of weeks ago. They're two and six. Which Garoppolo will show up to AT&T Stadium? Because, as a caveat, Trayvon Diggs, 11 interceptions. Like uh, Brandon said, uh, Michael Parsons, he's a, a sack, force fumble machine. Can Jimmy Garoppolo play a clean game against a team that's designed to force turnovers, Mike? No. <laughs> Wow. You said no, that I don't. New microphone, ladies uh, and gentlemen. I think uh, I think the thing that's going to win this game is going to be that turnover differential. Uh, the Cowboys, and that's kind of what they do. They cause those turnovers, and that's what makes them uh, good. I mean, let's be real; their offense is great too, but they have had a lot of inconsistencies on offense. So I'm gonna go with defense. So I'm gonna go Dallas. Hey, the class of '93, uh, Tasha, is in the building. Shouts out to Troy Logan, class of '93. We graduated about 12 years ago. That's all it was. And a man in the Eagles hat just said Dallas is going to beat San Francisco. Let me I tell y'all something. Uh, all, the, that. all the points that you guys are making are valid. Mm -hmm. Do I like Garoppolo? That I, I mean, he's our weakest link, but it really everything depends on his 
play. Him with that messed up thumb, him with his just, I've never been a Garoppolo fan, unless when I, except when I thought he was going to take Brady's job, you know, <laughs> and when he was in New England. But when he came to the 49ers, I, I was one of the people that was like, man, damn, anybody but him. But, <laughs> but I mean, you do, you have to, if you play into Michael Parsons' hands and play in his game, then they're going to lose. But the thing is, with somebody like him who is hungry, you can't out-hustle him. And y'all know Trayvon Diggs is my favorite. He's going to be back at skating without a stick. Yes. When Garoppolo is, takes that snap and, and does this right here, he's going to skating without a stick. He's going to be ready to, to get his hands on that ball. He's a ball hawk. But I think, you know, you got George Kittle. You got Debo. Two of I the most physical receivers in the league. Yes. If they play their game, if that line, Trent Williams, and he's he's supposed to be playing, he's healthy. If uh, that line holds and gives Garoppolo more time to do what they need to do, keep, like I said, keep Micah out of the out of the picture, then I think they really can win. Okay, but let's go to the other side of the ball because we haven't brought this up, and I'm gonna come back to you, Brandon. Ezekiel Elliott is ill. <laughs> he has stunk up the joint this year. And Dak Prescott, ever since he came back from his calf injury, has not been the Dak Prescott, the MVP caliber Dak Prescott that we saw the first maybe month of the season. Are you worried at all about Dallas's offense being able to keep San Francisco's offense off the field? Because if they can't hold on to the ball, Debo them going to Debo. Well, you know, <laughs> all week <laughs> – Debo going to snatch them chains. Uh, I'm scared of Debo as a Cowboys fan. I'm scared of Debo Samuel. I'm laughing because I don't know if you guys have been seeing the stats about, you know, that Prescott, the, you know, they're the first team with a 4,000 yard passer, a 1,000 yard rusher, you know, and all that. But Ezekiel Elliott is not the answer for Dallas. Mm -mm, Tony Pollard is the answer. Can you say that again for the people yes. who just who just snuck in the back of the congregation? Tony Pollard is the answer. The dude from mm-hmm. Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee, M Town, Orange you Mouth. So I, you know, if they switch the game plan as far as and Kellen Moore needs to go, I don't care what nobody say. I, really, you're not yeah, a fan? No, I've never been a fan of Kellen Moore. Like just because what he did at Boise State, he didn't do nothing in the NFL. And to me, I haven't seen nothing spectacular he didn't done in the NFL, in my opinion, as far well, as offense. Right. Dallas had, didn't do anything last year, didn't make mm-hmm. the playoffs. No. And mm-hmm. The offense so, kind of nosedived this year. So to, to your point, I can't dispute that at all. Yeah. Maybe if he get more experience under his belt, you know, working under, you know, another offensive coordinator or something. But, but back to what I'm saying, if they put Tony Pollard in the game plan more, then, yeah, I can see the offense doing something. But also, I haven't heard nothing about CeeDee Lamb here lately. You know, he's been quiet. He fell off a cliff. You know, and Michael Gallup is out. Yeah. And, and to Tasha's point, where she was saying off wax, Amari Cooper walk, walking around unvaccinated. Without a mask. He, he's trying to get thrown out the playoffs. Like, what? Again, like, he, he takes off work while he's, he calls out while he's at work. That, that, Amari, <laughs> like, 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 I, I get that, that Dallas is had a great season. They were the number one offense, number one scoring offense. They had a remarkable season. They they did really well against the spread against winning teams. But uh, that when you see Debo Samuel lined up in the backfield, they have a multitude of capable running backs. George Kittle is physical. You can throw him a three-yard out, and he's going to bully his way to a first down. They can gobble up the clock. This is the thing that worries me. Last weekend, they were down 17 to nothing to the vaunted Rams. They didn't change their game plan. They literally ran them down running the ball with Debo with a wide receiver. Debo is our most effective running back. <laughs> if that makes sense. And he, you know, he, hey, he could have been a Pro Bowl running back this year if he would have played that position solely. Mike, can Dallas's defense stop the the 49ers running game? No, they're not built that way. Um, right, so if you are going to beat Dallas, if you are going to beat Dallas, it is going to be through the run game. Run game. Um, but That's I mean, let's note, me. let's note that. Um, Dallas secondary has been burnt quite a few times. I, I mean, yes, they get turnovers, but you can throw on them. So if Garoppolo takes care of the ball, like Tasha's saying, and doesn't turn over the ball, 
they they could win, but I don't think that's gonna happen. I think it's gonna be a blowout. Yes, if you if you put your money right, right, if you put your money on Garoppolo not turning the ball over, then you can you just go what? ahead and cash at me at dollars I'm surrounded by Judah. Yeah, that's full of Judases. I'm but, Judah. Well, Judas is Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy G and the G stands for give it away. He gonna get that ball away. Okay. Okay. We're gonna see his. Uh, we're gonna see his Eli uh, confused face by the end of the game. Eli. I just want to know how much red is down there. It's gonna That's be plenty of red. The only thing red, red is, is gonna be red there. eyes because y'all gonna be crying on the way out. I, I want to see. Well, you know, red and blue mixed together make purple. So all that purple that's gonna looking like the, the Minnesota Vikings gonna be on that on that Dallas sideline. When Dallas, those tears, when those tears run down and fade those jerseys. Dallas, y'all got money. Don't sell them tickets to them 49er fans. Don't do it. We need a no, whiteout with the no, white they, uh -uh. No, they gonna they're not gonna sell those tickets. This is the last game of the season. We shall see. I am fired up about that. So just one more time because we talked we we covered a lot with this matchup. Brandon, you got Cowboys or 49ers? I got the Cowboys. Mike. Cowboys. And Tasha for the people that's on Spotify. Boy, y'all some of the most misled, <laughs> ill-informed group of brothers that I've ever had in my life. I, I'm gonna excommunicate myself from this family. It's my San Francisco <laughs> slash Santa Clara 49ers. Go right, hashtag you, faithful. There you hey, she was faithful last week and it worked for, her, but let's move on to Sunday night football. This is the one where where most of you married guys are gonna have to gonna do your honey do list because most people think this is gonna be a blowout. We have Pittsburgh and Kansas City. Kansas City's a two touchdown favorite, and when they met in December, Kansas City won 36 to 10. Brandon, are we gonna see a repeat on Sunday night football? I think so. Just I don't see the fillers doing nothing. I mean, to me, they only got um, T.J. Watt, you know, and they he got denied for his uh, sack record. Um, I mean, he didn't get the sack record. Oh, I thought he. I thought he tied. He, oh, he tied. That's it. Oh, okay. But if if you go back and look, I don't know if Brandon remembers, he actually to me is the sack leader because we all know far folded to let straight hand get did play down and let straight hand touch him down as a fake yeah. sack. Yeah, um, you know, it's all it's all a brotherhood in NFL. You know, oh, uh, yeah, know, my boy, I know he close getting that sack record. Let me go on and right, just like, like Brady getting uh Gronk his money last week, his 1.5 <laughs> mil. You know, so okay, so um, so you don't think it, Mike, the, the defensive guy, the the one strength up, well, really, it's not even a strength. They they had the 29th ranked defense in the league, <laughs> they were like 23rd, 24th in offense. Where yeah. where can they summon up a matchup disadvantage to where they can take advantage of the Chiefs? Do you see one? Uh, the only way to play Kansas City is to get them out of their own element mm -hmm. um, and to get Mahomes out running quickly and running in the way that he doesn't want to roll out. You know, not have him roll out to the right, roll out to the left. Let's blitz from the right side. Um I think that's the only way. Is it going to happen? No, it's not going to happen. I think. I think. Uh, I think Ben was already putting his stuff up for retirement, taking pictures. He was like, right. Ben is mad. He was like, "What the hell? I was going to be in, in Porticato." He's he, he's sipping on some May Jane's coffee, just like right. in the back, and then and then they're like, "Hey, we need you again for one more." Like, what? He's like, what, who, what did what did y'all do? Who set me up? Now, Mike, just to let you know, they, they haven't seen my notes. Speaking to what you said about uh, pressure, Mahomes. My notes here say. Can Steelers duplicate the same pressure that the Bucks did in last year's Super Bowl, where they had Mahomes running and scrambling and unable to find one of his many weapons? I think that TJ Watt, to Brandon's credit, he's the only shot. Can he get three, four sacks? I mean, they have two uh, first-team All-Pro defensive players on the front line, Cam Hayward as well. Can they generate enough pressure to make life miserable? No Clyde. That's the uh, thing. Edwards, Alaire, Tasha. Mm -hmm. um, Tyreek Hill got dinged up last week and so did Travis Kelsey are you worried about continuity with Kansas City or is this going to be another 36 to 10 drubbing like well, Mike said if about... you oh, I'm sorry go ahead Mike I was just going to say that's the thing if you only have one player then you could easily see okay now he's on the left side audible audible let's go to the right side like Omaha 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 <laughs> but like Mike said if you if you're able to take um what's the Kansas City quarterback's What's his name? 
A Patrick Mahomes touchdown. If you take, if you take, I was, I was thinking. No, I was like Patrick Omaha. If you, if you take Mahomes out of his game by turning him into something that he is not, which is a scrambler, they could be beatable. Like Troy just said, both the defenses are are really nothing to write home about. Even though Pittsburgh for years have always had like what they call the steel curtain. They've always had a decent defense. You they got some broken blinds now. They ain't no steel they, curtain. They do. They, you done let a kid done crawl. He done <laughs> swung on them a cat and scratched them scratching down. <laughs> but I mean, but you can't just pin all of your, your, your hopes on, on one defensive player who I call TJ half a season. Watt. But you do have people like Micah, uh, Micah Parsons. Why is it? Uh, in my mind, Minka Fitzpatrick. He's stuck on the, on, the, on the 49ers Cowboys game. That's, I we got you. And another thing, the 49ers going to win. Right. Like, <laughs> that he was awesome on the catch. To Dwight Clark in that end zone. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick is is good, ever, especially ever since he's gotten out of Miami. His game has just flourished a lot. But sadly enough, everything is going to depend on Big Ben. And we all know he's he's damaged goods. I do like Big Ben. I've always liked Big Ben, even with all his, you know, whatever discrepancies he's had. Big Ben has always been a baller. He was always going to go out there and play regardless. As long as he was allowed to get on that field, he was going to play. And I don't really see him going out as a lame duck. And y'all know I always bet on black, so I'm going for Coach Omar Epps regardless. You your mojo somehow slipped him into the playoffs because he should be that should have been a tie last week. Next no, week we may talk about if the Chargers should have fired their coach for calling that timeout <laughs> and, and, and get Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Now Troy says Pittsburgh has to keep first down to keep Mahomes on the sideline. I totally agree. And let's not forget Nashi Harris quietly as a rookie mm-hmm. had twelve hundred yards rushing, and Deontay Johnson he's a move to change type of receiver. Big Ben can only throw the ball about fifteen is yards. Ju- is head. Juju playing? Is he back? You mean <laughs> somebody else? You can't, somebody else you can't forget is uh, you can't forget about Ray Ray McLeod. Yeah. Hey, Ray Ray got a little Ray Ray in him because yeah. he will stand over you after a four yard catch. Got a lot of Ray like, Ray. Dude, you didn't even get the first down. He's standing <laughs> over the defender. I don't care. I'm like pump. Right, that, that, and. Uh, the kid from uh, Notre Dame, Chase Claypool, they mm-hmm. do have some weapons. And I don't think Coach Epps, and for y'all who don't follow the show, Coach Omar Epps is, is uh, Coach Tomlin. I don't think he's going to allow his team to get beat by 26 points. Again. A- according to uh, uh, Elliott's stats and uh, records for ESPN, the Steelers have lost their last three playoff games and are giving up yes. an average of 43 points a game doing so. They have not won a playoff game since I can remember. Since and the 49ers of- did – oh, I thought you was going to make a 49ers reference. I wouldn't say it since the 49ers because we know that's that, – that, the 49ers was in the Super Bowl not too long ago. I'm not making a <laughs> No, don't backtrack. No, don't worry. Right, right. right. I'm, I'm going to <laughs> what I said was. Okay, okay so Dallas and, Dallas and Tennessee. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. I don't want no smoke. I don't want no smoke. Because yeah, yeah. you're I'm stroking the embers right now. You're stroking the embers. I'm going to throw this hat. <laughs> I, can't wait. I can't wait till we start talking about them. Oh, no. No, hey, ladies and gentlemen, make sure y'all tune in next week when the crown comes out and they beat me down. And I'm going to sit here with a teary eye and tell y'all why the Titans will not get upset in the second round for the third straight year. <laughs> Wait, that's for next week. I didn't want that smoke this week. So we kept the Titans out of the script completely. All right, moving on in a hurry. (laughs) In my mic voice, moving on in a hurry. Let's get to Monday night. (laughs) No Titans talk today. Lord Jesus. Woo. I caught an L last week for that. Um, No, sir. No, not not this week. Um, (laughs) Go back and watch last week's show if you don't understand why I caught an L. But that's okay. Uh, if I'll catch an L to these three, I'm just like everybody else because, they, hey, they were phenomenal last week. I got to give them their props. We still so, love you. We still love you. <laughs> right. They done picked me up off the asphalt. Like, come on, bro. Let's get you on in the house. <laughs> lay down. <laughs> I got it. I'm glad y'all came back this week. All right. Arizona versus the Los Angeles Rams. Another intriguing matchup that are going, that's going to be going on during bowling night. So I'm going to try to get Mike the pre-bowl today. I don't know how that's going to work because my mind is going to be on Kyler Murray getting his first playoff win. Brandon, will he get his first playoff win on Monday night? 
Yes, I think so. The only thing that he had to really worry about is Aaron Donald and uh, Von Miller, but they're... That's two good things to worry about, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like... <laughs> their secondary, secondary um, the Rams' secondary is horrible. They're depleted right now with injuries. They only got Jalen Ramsey. They're scaffolding for, you know... Nashville! DBs, so... If they can... The offensive line of the Cardinals can stop those two, which is, of course, a bit task, then I think he can pull it off. They don't have the speed of little Speedy Gonzalez, though. Uh, the little baby Yoda, little baby Yoda, gonna be ready. <laughs> Mike, let's keep talking quarterbacks here because Matthew Stafford, in his last four games, has thrown eight interceptions and lost a fumble. Are you worried that Detroit Stafford is starting to interest <laughs> the team? Are you worried about Matthew Stafford on, on a big, big, big stage Monday Night Football? I think anytime you say Stafford in general, you have to be worried about which one you're going to get. I think that's what the, the hard Good thing point. is about him. Good point. I, I, I still think he has a lot of experience. I mean, he's been like, he's been in the NFL for a long time. And I was like, dang. Um, and I, I do think Kyler Murray has been playing exceptional. Uh, I don't think it's going to get enough or be enough. Halfway through the season, I did say Cowboys are going to lose to the Rams in the second round. So I'm going to go with that. So I'm going to go with the Rams. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, look how Mike tied it all in together like a nice book report. You know how you got to tie it all into your opening paragraph? Nicely done by you, Mike. Tasha, you were shaking your head, though, in disgust when he was bringing up Stafford. What's your problem with Stafford? Stafford, yeah, he's been in the league for how many years, and he ain't won a damn thing. Hold on, somebody just said he's Romo with a stronger arm. (laughs) He he is. I mean, no, that's not a good look. Every time I'm watching them and I start tweeting, I said, does he thinks he's still he think, he thinks he's still with the Lions because of his style of play? Like, dude, you are with a team, a winning team, and yeah. you still out there playing scared like the only weapon you have is Megatron. Like, right. that's how he pl- he plays as if he I mean, he's he is a one dimensional player. And I think being in that Detroit system for so long ruined him it's because he's used like, to losing right it's almost like 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 if you came from an impoverished situation and then all of a sudden you wind up living in a in a mansion with somebody who's paying all the bills but you still trying to run the extension cord out to the neighbor's house you don't know this how to a, play a, with a, nice a culture here you i mean you had you got obj you got cooper cup you got van jefferson shouts out ravenwood nashville you you have weapons on your on your team and he's still playing as if he only has one thing to play with as if he only has one toy in the toy box you OBJ is gonna have a good good game too right and you had like i said last week and brandon just argued me down or somebody did you have when you have a defense it may have been langston y'all know how he is when you <laughs> right. have a defense <laughs> that is that is that good it allows you to be a little more reckless on your offense because your defense can make up for it. He's not doing anything on. I mean, if I if I knew my defense could come in and save the day, every I'm just going. That's all I'm doing. I'm going to make. Hey, just I'm like, just like to get somebody in the comments just says, Stafford needs to be the point guard and just get the ball to the playmaker. Right. And and and, and that's what he's and that's what OBJ. he's not. And that's not he's not he's not doing that. And I hate to say, it, with all that talent that we possess in the NFC West, <clears throat> um. And that he has on his team, he, I mean, he, he underperforms, and I right, think he, Brandon, he, right, right, and he's and he's the Achilles heel Jim for the team. Looking like a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is like, Mike is like, bless her heart. Hey, hey you, you got right. to watch, gotta watch for the, when the women sling at her now. We have our three teams in the NFC West. <laughs> but, I mean, I think that he is the Achilles heel on that team. He, I, it, I do. I them, do them winning or losing depends on him. And I, I – ooh, this is kind of tough for me to choose because, I mean, darn, sometimes you got A.J. AJ Green that doesn't show up, and he's a 1,000 years old, and I love A.J. Green. Um is Are D-hop you concerned playing? that there's no D Hop playing? Speaking yeah, that's of what I'm gonna say. There's no like, there's no D Hop. Like, we well, still have Christian Kirk. You still have AJ Green. You still have 
Um, a, a couple of great running backs that, that AJ Green. Come on, man. Man, he's okay. been quiet. A- <laughs> yeah, come on. AJ Green is older than AJ from AJ and Free on 106 and Park. You're not. You're not. You're but, not. Hey, I'm, you're not. You're not. The, the, here's what why I'm worried about the Rams in this matchup. One, Arizona was eight and one on the road and whooped them in SoFi Stadium on the road. Second, the the Rams have to feel fragile about being at home because San Francisco just took over their house. Mm-hmm. And three, Matthew Stafford, man, I just. I, I, don't I don't trust know. I'm, him. I'm going with the Cardinals on this one. I'm going with Arizona because I think Baby Yoda is going to make one or two crazy <laughs> plays to, to get it done. Look, don't do that. <laughs> Look, Baby Yoda going to get it done. <laughs> um, now, let me ask y'all this question as we wrapped up. The, and great, great job by y'all on the uh, on the picks. Let me ask y'all this question. We'll start right up here at the top with you, Tasha. Who's under more pressure to get the win uh, this weekend? Matthew Stafford or Dak Prescott? Dak. Really? Nope, nope. First of all, again, what do they say? It's America's team. All the eyes on Dak. All the criticism he's taken. Is Dak taking a, you know, a downfall? Is Dak not the same person? And this, that, another thing. Nobody expects Matthew Stafford to do anything. People expect Dak, clanga, clanga, hashtag, hail state, to go out there and perform because he's, he's, he's a cowboy. Mike. And, 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 the, and the, the season that they had before injury. Mike, they went to the Super Bowl with the guy they traded away from Matt Stafford. Does, does that play into this, or does does or does Dak making $75 million this year alone make him under the most pressure? It's definitely a, a Dak. Um, and what, check to everything that Tasha said, you know, being America's team, saying that, you know, it's a Super Bowl or bust. Like, all right, then get to the Super Bowl then. If this is your team, like you have no other excuses, you have your running back you paid for, you have your wide receiver you paid for, you just paid your quarterback, he says he's fully healthy. <laughs> I mean, but like Mike, like the key point that Mike just said, their owner was on all on Dallas radio, it's Super Bowl the bust. He did. He said that. Nice, nice one. Uh, we're coming to you, Brandon. Stafford or, or Dak, who's under more pressure? That because as Cowboys fans always say, we're going to the Super Bowl. Like make it hey, to the Super Bowl. Hey. You know, make it to the Super Bowl. Stop talking about we going to the uh, Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Prove it. Show us that you guys belong in the Super Bowl conversation. That's just facts. You know, people hey. want to talk about the Patriots and everything, but come on now. At least we make it into the conversation. We have made it. The Cowboys are that old lady at the end of the Titanic. With the necklace. It's been the survivor. <laughs> yeah, Mike and Tasha are right. down at the bottom of the ocean, the trophy. Yeah, yeah so, so they're shooting themselves in the foot. To your point, they have the trophy in their hand, and they just let it go. Oh, she said, here's gosh, my pinky toe. On, Dallas, now you, now you want to shoot me in my pinky toe. <laughs> <laughs> what is this, OnlyFans? <laughs> gosh. Oh, my gosh. The team, right? No, Langston is nervous about the Cowboys game. That's why we, we ain't gonna see Langston again unless the Cowboys win. Right, Steve. And if they don't win, we're not gonna see Langston again to March Madness. Just, just mark my words. <laughs> mark my words. All right, now it's time for the moment everybody's been waiting for. Y'all Super Bowl predictions. I have personally been waiting to hear these because I don't know what in the world y'all about to say. We're gonna start with you, Brandon. Who's going to Super Bowl this year? <laughs> Like, you want to be you mean be honest with you? Come on. I'm about to pull something right out my head right now. Who's going? <laughs> I mean, I'll go first if you want. Yeah, gotta go first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, pick me, pick me. Yeah. I'm, right, I'm that kid. I'm like, I got the answer. <laughs> All right, Mike, who's going? I'm gonna hand the baton off to you. All right, all right. I'm gonna go with the Packers. The Packers. And then I'm gonna go with the Titans. You um, wait a minute, the Titans. Yeah, you said the Titans, Brandon. You stopped up there. Swallow. You stopped him at the the (laughs) man was up to his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) He said, "He about to start school next week, y'all. We got to save the youth." (laughs) Tasha, 
We'll give him another. We'll let him pass it one more time to you, Tasha. Who's going to the Super Bowl? Uh, I picked the Packers because I said earlier that the Packers were the best team in NFL, and I have not strayed from that, even though I know, you know, I got my gold-blooded 49ers gear on. Uh, (laughs) Gold-blooded. Green Bay, and to be honest, I cannot decide in the AFC because yes, I you can because you got no, two I seconds. Can't. You got about fifteen because, seconds because I picked <laughs> Pittsburgh to to upset Kansas City. So Kansas City would be would be the team that I would say would have a chance. But I don't. I'm not picking Kansas City. So I. I don't hey, Paul, show that picture. It. I'm what, not. No, it's not going to be the the Titans. <clears throat> oh. Yeah, there we go. So that, 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 here's the matchup. So if if so, that means you got Pittsburgh coming to Tennessee. I don't. I don't like any of the AFC teams. And you have Buffalo and and the Bengals. So that I, sounds I, like the Titans to me. Uh, uh-uh, no, mm-mm. I'm not picking. I didn't say win the Super Bowl. I just said go to the Super Bowl. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't You're think the Titans are going. I don't think the Titans are going. Okay, so so we're gonna have. The um a forfeit versus the the Green Bay Packers. <gasps> we'll give you another weekend, Brandon. I, all right, the, the suspense mean, is built to a, a, a climax. Who do you got, bro? I think the Packers, of course. Um, they just like the overall best team in the NFC right now. Um, they start off horrible, but they have showed that they belong there. They do um, throughout the season, and then the AFC is yeah, it's kind of murky, you know. Um. I would say the Chiefs, but like that defense, they got to get that defense together. You know, um, I mean, probably would have to say the Titans, honestly, looking from yeah. this this what's called, but I just don't see the Titans really pulling it off. That's the thing. I don't either. We got the Packers Chiefs Super Bowl. Now, now look, here's here's one one thing that I do agree with as far as with Mike and with Brandon, as far as why they would pick Green Bay and and uh, Tennessee. I think that this year and going forward, more than any time in the history of the NFL, the first round, the first round bye will be so important because whoever plays Green Bay and Tennessee next week will be playing their 20th game of the season. That's a lot of wear and tear on a team, especially if you come out of a physical matchup. Like whoever comes out of the, the Green Bay San Francisco game, you mean to tell me you gotta go play the Bucks? I mean, I'm sorry, you have to go play Green Bay, who's been out a week and you've been beat up see, by Debo Samuel and, uh-uh. see, and on the AFC, the same reverse. You got a rested Tennessee uh-uh. team. I can see the Chiefs or the Steelers going in and, and beating the Titans. That's no, I know that definitely could happen. And, and Kansas City would be a favorite over Tennessee if the, in the Vegas line if that matchup were to occur. I agree with you there. But I think it's something to be said about playing an extra regular season game then you have to go play a wild card game. Then you're going into the divisional round with a team that had an extra bye week. I think that physically that could start to, to take its toll on a team. So um, that's why I, I, I would like to agree with them, but I don't. Because my Super Bowl is going to be in the AFC. You got the Cowboys. Come on, man. King Henry in the AFC. And in the NFC, where's my, my Wiz Khalifa? Cause we them boys, hold up, hey, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. It's the Super Bowl that everybody wants to see: the Cowboy America's team versus the Kings of the uh. South. America's team versus the team, the Kings of the South. We got the Titans and the Cowboys fighting it out out there in La La. I'm going into my full uh, okay, retirement plan, and I'm taking the whole crew to the Super Bowl. They're gonna have on Derrick Henry and AJ Brown jerseys. We're gonna get you an uh, excuse to get back into class, Brandon. We going to a. We going to L.A. I'm gonna take you to Fox Sports so you can be Shannon Sharp and give him your demo reel. We're gonna get you on Undisputed. I'm logging out. <laughs> All right, man. You got a project for us and everything. Right, we gonna do it right, Mike. We gonna go to the Rose Bowl and take some pictures since Michigan is kind of past the Rose Bowl now. We we on to the playoffs now, so we'll never see them play in the Rose Bowl no more. We are gonna stop at the Rose Bowl. We'll even take you since we're in LA. We'll take you up to the bay. Let you take a picture on the on the bridge. Yeah, <laughs> But it's gonna be the Cowboys and the Titans, baby. You gotta love it. Um, 
Yeah, we all can dream. And that's <laughs> my dream. All right. It's Martin Luther King birthday today, damn it. And I have a dream. Happy birthday to you. Hey. Happy and my dream is the Cowboys tight <laughs> Super Bowl. Don't wake me up <laughs> like I'm Christopher Williams. Just let me sleep. Don't wake me up till my, Til dream, my is dream is complete. <laughs> all right. Last question for the Steam panel. You know, when wildcard weekend comes around, that means that there's a lot of NFL job openings. On average, the NFL has a 17 turnover every year. This year is no different. There are literally seven job openings right now, and it could be eight if they don't remove the interim tag in Las Vegas. So, Mike, we starting with you, buddy. I'm going to list the seven job openings. You tell me which one you would take, and this applies for all three of y'all. If you knew you were the number one coaching candidate, and if any of these teams offered and you accepted, they would hire you. So you get the pick of the litter, and then everybody else has to fall in line behind what you pick. So here we go. Mike, we have offers from the Giants, Minnesota, Denver, Chicago, Jacksonville, Miami, and Houston. Who are you telling your agent to sign the deal with? Man, I'm gonna go with Chicago. Uh, I thought Raiders were gonna be on that list, so I was gonna be no, like Raiders. I, I Raiders, have Raiders. Them four, eight. I have, <laughs> because if they go like like to Tasha's point, if they beat Cincinnati and then go on and upset Tennessee in the division round, that coach is staying. I think that they'd have to have a bad showing today for the interim tag to be removed. So they'll be there as That's our caveat, happen. and we can add them next week if if he gets fired. But for right, right now, he still has the job. I'm gonna say Chicago. Um, great city. Um, great fan base, historical place to play in. They have everything from the outside perspective. Um, now you just got to have those pieces. I, I really like their foundation of the team, uh, more of a defensive type team. Uh, we just got to bring that back and throw in a, a couple of Mac Jones in there, <laughs> throwing a Mac Jones in there. Uh, well, you got go. Justin Fields. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next question. Ooh, then we're going to go next to you, Brandon. <laughs> All right. Again, we got the Giants, Minnesota, Denver, Chicago, Jacksonville, Miami, and Houston. Who are you signing with? Who, who are you taking over? I'm probably going to Denver. That was my pick, too. Yeah, I'm I probably like going to Denver. You know, um, I like the pieces they have there. It's I feel like it was just the coach not getting over to the players. Um it's I just I just like what they got. Um they got a lot of young players. They got yeah. Jerry Judy, Corlin Sutton, they got um and Aaron even Patrick has been played great receiver. Yeah. You yeah, got so, Sertan, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and the only thing I said we have to worry about is get a new quarterback in there. You know, I Drew Locke is not the answer. Teddy, and you Teddy know Teddy two gloves ain't either. We sorry, Teddy. Yeah. So Today I think Earl. I think I think I'll take Denver. I love Denver. <laughs> Tasha, you get the last word of the weekend. What coaching job are you taking? I'm taking Miami. They have more upswing, and they're the only one of those teams that had a winning record. So your cupboard is not cupboard is not bare. Okay, all right. The way she I, put the you just you just ball. you just saying that, Mike, because you don't like Tua. It, it, he showed up. We know and you I sure don't. Miami. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta let that go. Like it was a bad pick. Move on. Like go. Yeah, but see, Tasha thinks she's slick. She picked Miami because she know Deshaun going to be down there in a minute. <laughs> uh-uh, I don't want him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, hey, and we're going we gonna, we gonna to cliffhang that for next week. Ladies and gentlemen, hey, teams, y'all got any shout-outs? Y'all want to shout anybody out on the way out the door today? Yeah, I do. I, I want to sh shout out my – I call my Australian daughter. Her name is Madison, and we had a very deep discussion – about uh, the Novak Djokovic thing, which a lot of people are kind of overlooking. Again, this is not a symposium on should you be vaccinated or this kind of thing. Symposium. She used it's, <laughs> it's the It's the lies and the cover-ups, just like with old Lyron Rogers. It's the, it's the deception that bothers me. And if you are into the news, as I am, because I watch the news every morning, you know that Australia has some of the strictest policies when it comes to being vaccinated them in new zealand are like one and two but then you have djokovic coming in thinking that he could circumnavigate things and then you find out he had the rona and then he's out there unmasked being around people that is how it spreads 
So I did. I asked her what were their thoughts. And I can't really say everything she said, but she wrote it to me. She doesn't like Djokovic either, which I don't because I'm a Rafa Nadal fan. But she was saying that she's glad that they did what they did because she says for, for years they have told them that they can't go to weddings. They can't go to parties. They can't go to graduations. They can't do a lot of things because of the rules and then to allow him and other celebrities to come in and just say, oh, yeah, you can do this. She says that would have been a slap in the, in the face to all Australians, you know, throughout the country. So, again, this is not on whether you should get the needle or not. Just be transparent and honest about what's going on with you. It's nothing wrong with having the COVID. I got it. And everybody knows I'm a germaphobe and I'm a, a safe person. I had COVID. I survived. But when I knew I was sick, even like last week, I was sick. I wasn't out gallivanting all throughout the country because I didn't feel well. It's it, Whether you have COVID, a cold, the flu, stay your ass at home. Stop coming out here spreading any kind of germs just in general. And then stop. it. The, the crime is in the cover up. Isn't that what they always say? When you go out here and you start lying to try to cover up things, that's when the crime occurs. So that's just my message. And shout out to my my beautiful redhead, my ginger, Madison. Hey, y'all, she is beautiful. I've seen her IG picture. Her <laughs> name is Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, we'll repost that. Uh, Brandon, any shout outs for you, sir? <laughs> yeah, I got to get a shout out to those ladies Sooners on upsetting them Baylor Bears. Woo, that was a big time win. Yeah, it was. Um, And the rest was not on our side, you know, but. Put your head guard on your side and you get the Lord yeah. be with you. When I yeah. think about Jesus. What so it, it was a great win, greatest uh, experience out there. Uh, you know, it was it was nice. You know, I got to see the Atlanta Dream head coach, Nikki Collin, you know, when she was with the Atlanta Dream. She's now the Baylor head coach. You know, if you heard about that situation down there. That was crazy. Yeah. Was um, they formed a cool on her, didn't they? Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah it, was, it was a great experience. You know, we finally came from behind. And that was the first win against Baylor, if I'm not mistaken, since 2015. Good job by the Lady Sooners. Mike, any parting words? Man, I'm just trying to sleep well. Like uh, like Brandon was saying earlier, he didn't sleep well. Man, that win woke me up so many times last night, moving the house. So <laughs> Mike, that win's acting crazy. Mike. Um, and finally, last but not least, I'd like to send a shout out to my nephew, Carter Paul Coulter, who made all A's on his report yes, card. Yes, I job, saw his report buddy. card. Now, next week, I need y'all to see what I need all y'all saints to do this week is to pray for me because the Titans are going to be on the cold, hot coals next week. And if the King come back and either hurt his foot or Tannehill come out and play like he did against Baltimore last year in the division round and we lose at home, I'm jumping off this patio top head first. So pray for me because they're going to let me have it next week, y'all. And until then, we say peace. Enjoy the wild card weekend. Peace.